Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the e-commerce insights podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. And because today we're going to do something a little different to start, my guests are going to intro each other. So <laughs> who's going to go first here? I'm going to start because Jason's the more interesting character. Yeah, right. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, we're from Spotlight Social Advertising. We run world-class Facebook ads, what we do. And the founder, Jason, is the guest today. I'm also a guest, but I'm kind of pumping up Jason. So he was a police officer. And one thing I always like to highlight about Jason is his father was in the FBI. So, cool. you know, I kind of point that out just because people are often like, like, how is this guy so smart? Because he really is, you know, he wears a beard, but he's a very intelligent person. And, and that FBI <laughs> background, of the beard. Like what's that? Inside of the beard. Yeah. Inside of the beard. Beard is know, a beard he, for his intelligence. <laughs> if you're looking, you, he's a moto guy, right? So you see this like tatted up moto guy. He was also a police officer and has a lot of, uh, Jason, 13 years, right? Yeah, a little over 13 years, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I can't go into all the stories, but Scott, if you can get some stories out of him today, he's got some <laughs> crazy ones, like I'm telling you. We did a little thing where we worked roundabout with, with Microsoft, and we had a lot of commute time back and forth. So Jason would tell me his police officer stories. He was in LA, in the craziest places and has some crazy experiences. And then oh, man. one day decided he was done and now he does Facebook ads. Yeah. He's really good at it. Like really good at it. Yeah. Crazy. You know, I, I know your listeners obviously are well seasoned in, in <clears throat> paid advertising. So yeah. they understand, you know, scaling and everything that goes into paid ads. But, you know, Jason specializes in scaling up accounts. And that's what we do over at Spotlight is run Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, so that's my intro. Top, Jason, how are you going to top that? Man, I don't know. I'm not. I can't. Uh, the, all those, all, all, everything Eric said was just a bunch of BS anyways. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. It's it's a script kinda, he sent me. It's all yeah. scripted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it, it is a crazy turn because most policemen stay policemen for what, 30, 25, 30 years, and they, they don't think there's a way out to do something better. And although it sounds cool off the cuff, it's, you know, I was a gang expert, you know, all this weapons expert, all this cool stuff, and I've been in the most stressful situations and all that. But at the end of the day, I was never home. I was always working for like, what, 80,000 a year, mm -hmm. getting shot at, been in shootings, like, all this stuff. And, you know, I worked all the, the worst of the worst neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And <clears throat> to give you an idea of how violent it can be there, I worked one area, six square miles, 275 homicides a year in six square miles. Jesus. So, so people think like, oh, New York's the worst or whatever. I'm like, nah, you know, actually it's <laughs> funny because New York cops meet LAPD guys and they're like, oh man, it's crazy over there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So anyways, wow. but enough of that stuff. And I, and it's, I don't like telling all my police stories because I don't want people to think it's either fake or like, I'm just blowing smoke or whatever. So Eric was always like, dude, tell me, you know, what, yeah, I had to pry stories. it out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really like doing all the cop talk stuff. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like, whatever. so how did you make the turn into, <clears throat> in the ad? So what's the, I mean, you dodged a bullet one day and said, that's the last one. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, 
Dodges more than one. Dodges about, about ten. If you only knew. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of crazy stories, but how how it how it kind of came about was one of my buddies was wasn't a policeman or anything. One of my friends had a supplement company right when Facebook ads was kind of getting started years ago, and it was just like buddy to buddy. I was help, I just helped him out. I was like, he's like, hey, dude, you want to help me out? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but might as well. And then I ended up like helping him write some ad copy and it ended up converting really well and he was doing good. And I'm like, man, I need to look more into this whole Facebook ad thing. <laughs> and then that's when I stumbled across Ralph's certification for tier 11 years ago. And in, in we all went to Texas and were there for six days and immersed in everything Facebook ads. And here I, I walk through the door and I'm like my flannel and, and, and Dickies on and, you know, like big, long, actually at the time, my beard was probably like down to here. Everybody kind of turned their head. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody kind of turned their head and looked at me. They're like, dude, who the hell is this guy walking through the door? You know, anyways, make a long story short. That's how it all started. Thanks to Ralph and Deacon and those guys. I got my start and I always tell that story because, you know, people have helped me and we help each other along the way. Right. So my brother was at that training. Did you meet him? Andy DeGrossier. Oh man. I think the he first was one? he looks kind of like me, but he's a little younger. Maybe. I was such an outsider there, dude. Like I didn't know anybody. Like most of these guys kind of knew each other and mm-hmm. here I was. And literally I knew nothing about ads. So all these guys were talking about KPIs and CPAs. And I'm like, dude, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> you know? But what stood out to me the most was a lot of these guys were sitting there going, yeah, I'm making 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 60 grand a month. And I'm like, on a policeman's salary, I was like, dude, if I could make 10 grand a month, I would be set for life. That's, you know, at the time, that's what I was thinking. Yep. And that's how it all started. And then next thing you know, we just keep getting bigger. And then I went to work for Ralph at tier 11 for a couple of years and then went off on my own. And Ralph and I have remained good friends and colleagues and, you know, there's no shortage of business. So yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Those guys have been great to me. I learned a ton there and uh, keep learning, you know, all the time. What, but- what were the biggest takeaways from the CERT class? Like big eye openers of things you needed to do different in Facebook ads? Ad copy is like a huge deal. They, they, they probably spent like three days alone on ad copy hooks and what makes good ad copy. And one of my biggest takeaways from that too was it needs to be ad copy that people can recognize immediately because they're just scrolling so fast you know? Mm-hmm. So like just easy, simple copy, but enough to where it'll catch their attention. Hooks are good. Write out 20 different hooks for one variation of copy to see what works, you know, things like that. That was kind of my biggest eye opener. And the fact that I could actually stay home with my kids and go to all their field trips and do all that stuff, which I never was able to do before because I, you just swamped all the time at the police department. That was a big thing for me. And so literally I would go, I went home every night or not home to my hotel. Actually I stayed in, I was broke at the time. So I stayed in a little Airbnb, you know, in some bunk beds or something, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. <laughs> couldn't even, couldn't even afford to go, but you I went half a bed. Yeah, exactly. Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I shared the other half of a bed with another dude, you know, no, but, um, some, some little thing in Austin. Airbnb might've been some other website, but yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. And then it just, gosh, it was, it was a crazy journey. And literally I would go, go to my room every night and just study. Even the owner of the Airbnb was like, dude, like you're up to like three in the morning studying, like what's wrong with you, you know? And I really wanted to learn ads and I really, really wanted to get good at it. Well, you could see the freedom, right? Then it's like, well, I don't mind studying. This is freedom. That's how when I was starting Wicked, it was like, it was a, I was obsessed. 
Yeah. I'd be dreaming about it. I'd be, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, I'd lay in there. Like, I, I'm going to go work. I can't sleep. I can't stop yep. thinking about this idea I have. It's fun. And literally it's that's fun what I did sleep. as well. I mean, three, four in the morning. And I was already used to not sleeping from the police department because, you know, working 12 hour shifts and then sometimes being at the station for three days because so much overtime, then my next shift would start two hours before I got off and, you know, things like that. So I was already used to no sleep. So I don't think anybody could outwork me. I can stay up like last night. I think I got four and a half, five hours of sleep, you know, like that's mm-hmm. just, just kind of how I'm built. Yeah. I just worked my butt off and here we are today, you know, yeah, what do you manage? So cut fast. So that class was, <clears throat> was that like 2017? 20? No, it was, it was before that. Oh, it was 20. Uh, 16? 2016, 16, I believe. 2015 so, or 2016. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. I 16 then, because I remember my brother went there down in Texas. Yeah. So then fast forward to now, what it, what is the average month? How much you manage in an ad spend approximately? Uh, we yes. average about more or less between 900 to a million a month in spend. million in spend. That's pretty good. Four years, go from zero to a mil. Yeah, awesome. not bad. That's great. So then how do you guys divide up the work? Who's Who does what out of the two of you? So I want to intro Eric really quick. Sorry, mine yes. was so freaking long. Dang, I thought yeah, I got you know away what? with it. We're going to edit the hell out of that. Don't worry. He's going to say, I'm a placement. <laughs> We're going to write the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, but uh, so Eric's our VP of operations. We actually met through his mom actually introduced me to Eric. And Eric used to be a professional skateboarder. I used to be. He's got cool well, backstories. Yeah, yeah. Like Eric rips on on a board super awesome knows a lot of really influential people in that world and super awesome very he's mr sop mr organization like that's why he's our operations guy because i love sops yeah he's he's the best man he he is a workhorse he you know i'll message him at like midnight on slack and he messaged me back in five minutes i'm like dude what are you doing still up working you know and he's (laughs) like i gotta get this done you know whatever so and eric has a lot of really cool skill sets with his skateboarding background. And then he's, he's, he's a high level video guy. Like he really knows video really well, you know, has a lot of great connections in the video world and yeah, just an all around awesome dude. And he's a workhorse. Like I said, so glad I found him because he's, he's taken a lot of work off of my plate and I wouldn't, we wouldn't be the agency today without him. So that's Eric. That's Bork. cool. My last yeah. time on a skateboard um, was in October. My kids were skateboarding. We were playing pickleball. It's this outdoor tennis, mini tennis game. Yeah. And they brought their skateboards because the tennis courts are great for it. I got on it. I was like, hey, well, let me show you a few tricks. <laughs> Next thing I know, whoop, I was laying on my side. Don't oh, recall no. I got there. Huge <laughs> swollen elbow. <laughs> swollen. My mom did that. Almost broke her back when I was younger. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm it's surprised I walked things. away. I usually get injured. I, I've had a lot of surgeries. I was very surprised. I was like, oh, here goes another one. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Just time. That's awesome. What's like your, your niche client or like, and then when you, when you bring them on, like what, how do you get them, how do you get them dialed in? What's like the, the campaign strategies that you, you found have worked best at, in 2020, at least what worked best? Yeah, we could actually, we do have like, kind of like an ad guide I could send to you if you want to drop for any listeners who are interested in kind of seeing how we structure our campaigns. And actually mm-hmm. we, we worked on that guide with our partner manager at Facebook and marketing science at Facebook. So it's a science-based structure. It's not just like, oh, let's see what works. You know, it's pretty cool actually. So mm. <clears throat> tell um, me a little about that. I yeah. like that already. People um, can download it on our site. It's just uh, spotlightsocialadvertising.com forward slash PDF. Yeah, we'll put yeah. Uh, we'll put in the show in the show yeah. page there. We'll have it linked right to there. 
Yeah. So, and then just really quickly, our kind of our, our niche client that we like is we love e-commerce. I mean, we can literally do anything, but I think our passion is in e-commerce. I think what we do really, really well. I mean, we've done webinars, we do all kinds of stuff, you know, digital products and, you know, B2B SaaS stuff. But I think when it comes down to it, I love seeing e-commerce stores coming to us and say, you know, Hey, we're spending 10 grand a month. We want to get to a hundred. How do we get there? And literally we've taken a lot of brands there from spending zero to hundred plus and spend. And that's hard. You know, it's not an easy process. And we've kind of formulated a, a way to do it. You know, about 70, 80% of your traffic should be top of funnel conversion based. Don't be running link clicks and all that other stuff unless they have tons of money to burn. But conversion type campaign, you know, the proper exclusions inside those campaigns are very important. So the cold stays cold. Middle, we have a middle of funnel process as well and kind of a bottom of funnel process. Top of funnel is any anybody who doesn't know who you are. And we're excluding, you know, Facebook engagers, IG engagers and page viewers from that because we want to keep it super freezing cold. And this is all laid out on our on our ad guide. It shows all the exclusions and everything. And normally we'll do like a broad audience campaign as well, depending on how seasoned their pixel is. And then we middle of funnel for us is Instagram engagers, Facebook engagers, any page viewers. So we, you know, we kind of have a full funnel strategy to our Facebook ads. And I think that's what makes us pretty efficient in what we do. And it's very easy for us to hit scale when we're running full funnel ads instead of just top or just retargeting. Cause like, we'll come into some ad accounts and I'm like, dude, you've been retargeting for like six months. Like there's, <laughs> there's nothing else coming yeah. in here. What the heck are yeah. you doing? You know? And, and you know, I mean, we, we don't take on new brands that often, but we took one on a few months ago and they make like compostable Ziploc bags and trash bags and stuff like that. So super green mm-hmm. and literally took them from zero to 40 K in like two months at, at a three X return. You know, so if we think it's a right fit or if a lot of times if they're doing good on Amazon, that's a good indicator that they'll do good on Facebook. So we have a lot of brands. Actually, one of our biggest clients right now is slated to spend about 500K this month. Believe it or not, came to us with zero Facebook experience, was, was killing it on Amazon, came to us, they sell a medical device, one product. So there you go, people like don't let anybody tell you one product. You can't scale to 500K a month because we did it for them. So yeah, a lot of cool so, stuff going on. Like with the medical device is uh, the, uh, so let's talk about the different ads. I love that separation of the funnel. I mean, because cold traffic, you need to spend more, but that's where all the new leads are. Yes. So people don't exclude right. And then they have all this hodgepodge and like, why isn't it scaling? Well, Facebook's just going to fish out all the, the warm yeah. stuff that they know is going to convert. Yeah, of course. They're getting the cold people. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And there's going to be audience overlap. You're going to be competing, Tons like all overlap. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's I I like the clean structure on that. Yeah. So then how do the how does the hooks and the strategy differ between like the cold the bottom? I mean, it's like, hey, come buy the stuff now, right? Yes. <laughs> but like in the yeah. top and the middle, what do you what do you do there? What's the differences in the nuances? Well, I mean, really the nuances there is just testing, really. You know, it's like seven to ten versions of copy, long and short. We do test variations of hooks. But really, it's just that you got to go through that testing phase to test what works and then what works, scale it up. You know, normally we start out with, depending on the client, depending on how their pixel is, normally we'll start out with like an ABO campaign to kind of test a bunch of stuff, like a Michigan method style. You know what that is. Really hefty campaigns could be up to, you know, 80 to 100 ads inside that campaign, but it's, it's literally like one ad set, one, one ad. 
because we want to test everything and we, we want to control the budget and where it goes and how Facebook spends. Then once we see the winners there, then we kind of switch over to a CBO campaign and scale the crap out of those bad boys. And a lot of people think CBO campaigns don't work. They do work. You just got to do it right. Again, exclusions and you know, you really have to be careful with what's going on. You can't have 80 ads inside of a CBO campaign. It's just not going to work. But for us, really, it's just getting that testing done first, finding the winners. And then Eric's also really good at this. We have a few ads managers that are good at this too. Our creative department's really good. We're like, hey guys, we've been running these, the same image and same copy for four months. Let's get 10 more versions in the hopper. That way, you know, when they start fatiguing a little bit, we can just pull out 10 more versions and, and keep going. You know, Facebook's a testing platform. So you have to be testing and, and seeing what works. And, you know, thanks to our partner manager at Facebook as well, we keep up with all the updates. But man, Facebook changes so much, mm. you know, weekly that sometimes it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. And people don't think Facebook ads work, but they're just not up to date with all the cool latest stuff that works. And that's all about testing as well. So, so you find like 80, 20 rule, 20% win or even yep. less, or that's what I generally well, see, you know, the campaigns, it's like, Hey, 20%, you got a 20 campaigns in there four probably winners, yeah. rest are duds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, and sometimes less, it really depends on the product, the business, like the, the avatar. And yeah, I would say sometimes even two, like two ads out of 60 ads could run and scale the whole account to yep. a certain extent. You know what I mean? I mean, we have a couple ads running in in uh, one of our clients that you know we're spending like four grand a day on one ad. But again, we have stuff in the hopper just in case it kind of falls off a cliff sometimes. But so you just run it until the ROI starts to peter out a little. I mean, yeah, it kind of depends. I mean, we're all again, we're always kind of putting new stuff out there. But but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the way to scale is is getting the most you can out of that one or two or three or four ads. And then it's time to circle back and when, once they start fatiguing and, and test even more and then, you know, find out more winners. And, and then again, take those out of that, that, like that big Michigan method campaign, put it into a CBO campaign. And, you know, Facebook loves that when you give it a big budget with a big audience, just let Facebook do its thing. As long as the exclusions are there and it's super cold, like, man, it, it works really good. So that strategy seems like it will still work quite well in 2021, but what do you think is like change for 2021? I mean, I know we got one big topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the infamous Apple update. <laughs> yeah. Coming I mean, in, I, coming in the spring, coming yeah. sometime in spring, right? Well, actually seen the impact already with the windows shortened and events. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, literally we woke up one day and there was like no conversions or no purchases on some of our clients. And we're like freaking out, reach out to our partner manager. She's like, Oh, we just changed the platform last night. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting <laughs> us know. You know, you know, I, I think, I think most of these will still work well, but like the big difference in 2021 or when this Apple update rolls out for us anyways, and this is our opinion is you got to have some type of third party, uh, third party reporting software like wicked to really see what's going on with the campaigns. There's going to be delayed attribution, delayed purchases up to three days. Where are people at in the funnel? 28-day attribution is gone. The ability to, to like see males and females and you know age groups and all that stuff could possibly be gone. I don't think Facebook knows exactly what's going to go on there, but and maybe you know because you have a relationship with Facebook as well. But I think most of the strategies that we have in place now will still work. Now, one thing I will say 
if you're a custom conversion conversion person, dead. Those are dead. Yeah. Like custom conversions. That's why we switched to standard events a few years ago. And I'm so now I am so glad we did because now prioritizing eight events for us, there's really four events that we use constantly. Standard events, purchase, add to cart, add to payment, view content. Really, those are the main ones that we use daily. Mm -hmm. So like for us, prioritizing eight events is no problem. We know exactly what to prioritize because we're using standard events. Imagine if you're using custom events. Yeah. You're Dude. Screwed. <laughs> that's good, totally screwed. Unless you just have one or two. <laughs> right. Right. But I most mean, brands don't. I mean, most no. brands have... 10, 20, like the bigger brands that are spending hundred K plus on Facebook ads, they have tons of conversion events because they have different offers and different things going on and different products maybe, or, or whatever. So yeah, it, it's going to be tough for them for sure. Eric with the SOPs, then are those for the creative team on how to design creative or is it for the, the people making the scale, moving the budgets, all the above, or where's your SOPs come into play? Cause I mean, some part of Facebook's creative, some parts scientific. How do you. Yeah. So we have, a, um, it's mainly just, you know, we we've grown a lot over the past. I, I've been with, with spotlight for a year and a half. So we've grown. So when we first started the SOPs were basically throughput, like how do we get ads built? the best possible quality ads built in the fastest time possible. Now that we have ads managers and a full creative team, it's it's kind of more serves the the way we have it set up is it serves the ads manager. So our creative team, we have a, a weekly training optimization call with the ads managers that trains them. You know, Jason works with them one-on-one -on -one and the SOPs basically ensure that our system is moving as soon as we have a call. It's dialed into from how it gets from the notes all the way until the campaigns go live. So that's our that's how our system functions. We, we jump on the call with the client. We have our VA take the notes. We then have a system to notify the necessary parties. Then the SOPs essentially show them how to organize the entire campaign so that when Jason, Jason, Jason builds, obviously, you know, where we're at, he still builds ads along with our account managers. So Essentially, it's that system, the throughput from the client call until the ad goes live. That's cool. That, that, yeah, helps. I, that helps scale, right? Because, you know, yeah. like it's quality control. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need speed. That, that's what we need. We have, you know, when, when the clients come in, they, they want the ads live. We, we need speed. And a lot of our team isn't, some of our teams in Portugal. So, you know, they're working while we're sleeping and they need to know what to do and they need to know where to look and how to do it. So that's kind of the focus of our SOPs in general. Without getting too too specific unless you want to, but that's the overall, the overall. Yeah, and a lot of times breakdown. too, a lot of times too, I'll just tell the guys like the ads managers, like, Hey, listen, follow the ad guide. If you set up your ads, the way the ad guide is set up, you'll, you'll kill it. And, you know, Eric set up this whole QC process, make sure everything's QC'd. And I don't think clients really realize what, what we do on the back end sometimes to get their mm -hmm. ads live. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, Scott, it's a, it's, it's a process, you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, and if you don't have SOPs in place, man, like Eric, the first thing he told me when he came on was like, dude, everything's in your head. We need to get it on paper. So <laughs> we can, we can That's clone right. like 10 of you yeah, and, and it's hard, you know, it's, it's a tough process. It's really tough because you're always wanting to create new stuff or do the work and to stop and do that. We finally got that done at Wicker Reports. Like all my SOPs are cut and shot as videos. They hit March 15th. I couldn't be more excited. Like such awesome. peace of mind because yeah. they're downloadable PDFs or you can read them 
or you can watch a six minute video or you can watch the hour long live webinar I do, whatever you're into. Yeah. But whatever report you're looking at, you're going to know exactly what I want you to do. And before that wasn't always the case. And uh, so I'm just like elated because now I'm like, okay, the only reason people will leave is because their data got jacked up or they just don't want to listen to what I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only two choke points now. Yeah. Well, and in your world too. There's a lot more. Yeah. And in your world too, with the world of data, man, like that's, it's complex and it, it, mm -hmm. it it's tough to get all that down in an SOP, you know, for sure. Oh, yeah. And so. then making it a, a repeatable process. So I had to make sure I was doing the same thing. People right. audit me that I really was doing what I thought I was doing. <laughs> it, it's a no mean feat, uh, no small feat to, to get those SOPs done. So that's some good, good work there. Yep. For sure. So 2021, I mean, dealing with those Apple changes and, and so is, is there any other advice for the people out there? I mean, probably, you know, it always comes down to good ads. You need good ads. And I mean, yeah. Facebook, in my opinion, is still going to be a great, great channel. It's oh, yeah. just going to report a lot less, which I think means yep. more opportunity, really. Yeah, yeah, for Absolutely. sure. I mean, it means more opportunity for us. It means more opportunity for you guys as, as a reporting platform, mm -hmm. you know, a data software, which is great. I mean, really, it's we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet, right? Like we really don't. And Facebook doesn't know. They're being pretty transparent about it, like saying, hey, and actually our partner manager is telling us this could roll out literally like any day. Like Apple could come to us tomorrow and be like, okay, guys, it's done. And we're like, oh crap. So they did say they pushed it off, what, another month and a half or two months or whatever. But we're prepping for it now. I would say get your domains verified. If you don't know how to do that, we have a resource for that. You can always reach out to us. We can give you, we have videos and all this stuff from Facebook that we have. It's not as hard as people think it is. Not as easy as people think it is either. It's not as easy as Facebook tells you it is, right? Yes. Like they're always like, oh, it's super easy. You just like go in here. But get your domains verified is is a huge deal because you're already probably seeing the the warnings under the pixel where it says, hey, if your domain's not verified and it's not connected, it's it's going to stop reporting altogether. Yeah. And your ads will shut off right away. Yeah. If yeah. They don't have the domain verified. Yep. So and, and one of the reasons why we're making a big push to all of our clients to, to get Wicked Reports, even if they really can't afford it. I mean, we have some smaller legacy clients, you know, that we still have that are a little smaller. We don't charge them enough, but they're just awesome people. We love them as clients. And so we keep them on and we're telling them like, Hey, it's either like wicked or nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you gotta, we're going to have, especially for lead generation and things like that. I mean, Facebook's going to be an awesome software, but what we're going to have to start doing now is cross-referencing a little bit more on wicked. And, you know, one of the questions that you asked me before the podcast was how do we, how do we think the Facebook reporting was before or now in comparison to what it's going to be like, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, because you probably know better than me, but I would say Facebook's probably 75, 80% accurate. I know they're very, they're very, what's the word I'm looking for? Like optimistic. Yes. There you go. Yeah. With, <laughs> with, with reporting, right? Like yes. it, Facebook always reports more than really what's going on. You know, I would say they were 70%. Yeah. What I've seen. And then after this, it's going to be I don't know. It depends well, we just on the campaign know. too, though. If you do desk, if you you know, if you have desktop, it's unaffected, so it'll still be seventy percent accurate. Right. And the phone campaigns though are going to be, I don't even know, coin flip. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows really. You know, in terms of accuracy. Right. So that's the thing. So it won't. That reports won't be accurate, but you'll be getting a lot of good leads and sales out of there. So. Yeah, yes. for sure. And that's where I mean, even now we're still 
like we have a PayPal issue, you know, like a PayPal pixel reporting issue right now with one of our clients. I mean, you know, we've been working with your team on it and like, it's just, it's frustrating because so what do we have to do? We got to go to wicked and cross-reference campaigns. Oh shoot. Actually this campaign got a thousand dollars of purchases today, even though Facebook is saying zero. And that's where, where, where wicked comes in for us is like, man, if you don't have that, that truth, I guess is what I call yep. it. Like I always tell the team, Wicked is our truth. What's on Facebook is kind of the truth, but not the full truth. So yeah, and th- and that's what our big push is right now. And, and man, I never thought I'd be pushing so hard to get every a third party reporting hooked up so quickly because we it, it has to be done. It really does. Yeah, the uh, you know with PayPal we have a way of using the transaction ID. There's a new you know. I don't want to deviate too much, but mm. if you ping Bo on that, he's going to... He already pinged me. I just haven't had time to set oh, it Oh, okay. So if <laughs> I do that, it's going to be 100% fidelity. Oh, sweet. That's okay. A techie awesome. word for you know foolproof. It's a pro- foolproof new hack we did. I think it was you guys... There's a, we have a lot of people using PayPal, and there was this new extra way we could ensure no data loss. So Awesome. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. So well, last thing we're talking about. So listen, what you have a Facebook published case study. I, I read a little bit about it. It was someone who healed themselves and then, you know, started a supplements around that with trans, transformative nutrition. I might be saying that wrong. It's from memory. And it was a really cool story. And then also, you know, PR from Facebook, that doesn't hurt. How did, uh, tell me about working, working with, I believe it was, it was a, a lady that cooked up this yeah. Christian company. And then how did you, yeah. Talk about the whole end end process there. Cause it's kind of a cool case study. I thought. Yeah. I mean, she, she came to us, she sells a high end like nutrition coaching program. It's, it's a nutrition and a coaching program. So the nutrition side of things, you can buy a course and learn how to eat right and all that stuff, but you can also become a coach and teach people the nutrition side of things. And she was at the time she was doing webinars. So we would, you know, we, we ran a bunch of ads for her webinars and, you know, she, she came to us not thinking Facebook would work for a $7,000 coaching program. Right. And well, we, we proved that wrong because I think in three days she did like 148,000 in revenue. (laughs) We got like a 90 X ROI on that. We literally spent like Two thousand dollars, and she made like one hundred and forty-eight thousand in oh, three days. Now you're setting sky-high expectation. Expectation. Anyone that hears this and says, "Hey, I got a webinar." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got um, a webinar. You <laughs> run my webinar ad. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, again, like our Facebook ads are really good, but your offer has to be good. Your your training has to be good. You know what you yeah. say in the webinar has to be good. If all that is crap, it's not going to convert. And then there's a whole retargeting side. And we made most of the money in retargeting. We brought everybody into the webinar, like three or four people bought on the webinar. That was it. Everything else we made, we literally did a, a three-day retargeting campaign. And that's where we made all the money for, for her anyways. And we do have another case study that Facebook published as well for an e-commerce client. But I like highlighting that one because people oftentimes think that they can't run ads for a, a seven, eight, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 product. And people will buy. You just got to do it in a certain way. Yeah. And, and Facebook reached out to us and said, hey, we love the whole transformational nutrition type deal. We love what the client stands for. We love what Spotlight stands for. We want to do a case study. And let me tell you, like a case study in Facebook is not, it, it's a process. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not just like, hey, throw a couple things at them. I mean, it's a whole six page document you got to fill out. And I like that because oftentimes, 
you know how it is, Scott. Like if I'm going to do a case study, I'm going to inflate the numbers no matter what. Like, so I always say third party case studies are the best because Facebook really isn't going to fudge any numbers or whatever. It's all right there documented. You can go to Facebook and check it out if you want, but yeah, it's, it, it was pretty cool. And, and getting, we get leads from it, you know, people land on that case study or the two case studies that we have, and they'll reach out to us and say, Hey, you know, we, we saw your Facebook published case study. We want to talk to you guys. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and, and our partner manager was a, was it was a huge asset there to get those case studies done for us. Cause she loved the work we were doing. And there's a lot of factors that Facebook looks at. Like, you know, you gotta be doing the, the Facebook best practices. They actually have an agency dashboard and it shows you what percentage you are with their best practices. And they'll ding you on that. If you're not doing them all, I think we're like 98% compliant or whatever, but yeah, it's a whole process. It's not easy to get a, a case study like that published from Facebook. So it's pretty cool. Any ch- uh, plans to move into Google? No, we're, uh, I think we are actually doing some Snapchat and TikTok now. So we are, we are doing that, but man, you know, Facebook's a complicated beast. (laughs) And if you're not in there and you don't know what's going on every single day, you're not going to be a high level agency. You're not going to, I'd rather, when I started the agency and Eric and I talked about this too, because we often talk about, Hey, let's do Google or let's do YouTube ads. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be really, really good at Facebook. I want to be really good at Facebook instead of being mediocre at a bunch of different things, but we are opening it up to a little bit more. So we're doing TikTok and Snapchat now. So cool. You probably find pin would work out pretty good too. Yeah. I haven't even really looked into Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Targeting's pretty basic. Yeah. You probably the same creative might work just fine. Yeah. Well, me. Eric, we got to add that to the list then. Yeah, to the list. SOP. I want an SOP on my desk Friday. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. That's hey, awesome. This was a great chat, guys. So, where can people f- learn more about your agency? You can go to spotlightsocialadvertising.com. You can reach out to me directly at jason at spotlightsocialllc.com. And Eric, the same, Eric at spotlightsocialllc.com. Anybody has any operations questions, hit Eric up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then let's plug the, uh, Scott was on our podcast. So Scott, thanks for doing our podcast. And then I don't know exactly when this is coming out, if this will still be applicable, but let's just say if anybody is looking for guidance on the Apple update, there's two things you need to do. Number one, sign up for Wicked Reports. Number two, you need to go to, uh, or we offer and can help. We have a PDF download. It's repurposed. It's from Facebook on what you need to do. It's spotlightsocialadvertising.com forward slash iOS. And that'll help anybody who doesn't have like a partner manager, account manager at Facebook. This shows the steps you need to take there. Um, You can download it from our site as well. That sounds great. Hey, I appreciate your time. This is a fun chat. Time flew by. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Bye.